we can embrace life with our eyes wide open to everything that's going on around us, knowing that all we have control over is ourselves, and so why not align to our truth, our inner truth, our inner knowing, and the truth of the universe, of nature, of the divine. Why not be a leader in this shift? You can go kicking and screaming, or you can march at the front lines. Whichever you choose is up to you, but either way, we are going, and I am choosing to march on the front lines. I am choosing to fully embrace this what authentic aligned wild and free life because this is what the age of aquarius is here to help us build i really can't think of anything more important than waking up to your true self i mean once you do that every single thing in your life changes it's like a whole new world opens up I used to look at my life and think, there has got to be more. There is, and this is it. I'm Paige, and this is Spiritual Twenties. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Spiritual Twenties. My name is Paige, and I am so excited to have you here. I am recording this episode on the winter solstice, December 21st, 2020. And if you follow me on Instagram, you may know that I am currently recording this episode for the second time. I wasn't planning on recording an episode at all today. I had an interview lined up to release to you guys, and don't worry, you'll still be getting that. But as I sat down to drop into the space of the winter solstice and the grand conjunction and all of the things that you may or may not have heard of that are going on in this time right now, I got the call really strongly to share these messages with you guys, and honestly, I was resisting it. I still feel a little weird talking about astrology. We are so programmed. I talk about this all the time and it'll be a theme of this episode for sure. But, you know, we're taught that astrology is kind of woo-woo stuff and it doesn't have any meaning in our lives and there's no point in us looking at our horoscopes and things like that. And of course, You know, there are some silly magazine horoscopes that probably would not recommend you base your life decisions off of. However, we do have to acknowledge that there is something bigger going on here. And of course, as earthlings, as beings of earth, where the earth is part of a solar system, where everything is greatly affecting each other, it is absolutely necessary And I think honestly irresponsible not to look at these things and see what meaning they may have for our lives and how we can use them to better our lives, how to make better decisions because we do have free will. If you have ever listened to this show, if you have ever met me, you know that I am a huge proponent of free will. I really believe that life is what we make of it and so... I'm not here to tell you that, you know, because Saturn is in a certain location in the sky, you are going to have this or that happen to you. However, we do know that we are to a pretty big degree at the effect of what is going on in our universe. For example, 
there is a ball of fire in the sky that is millions of miles away that determines whether or not we are in spring, summer, winter, or fall. There is a big ball of fire in the sky millions of miles away that determines if we have heat, if we have warmth, if we have light, if we are able to survive, or if we would just combust. Obviously, I'm referring to the sun. The sun is an aspect of our solar system that obviously has a great effect on our lives. Let's think about the moon. The moon is tiny and it controls the water on earth. The earth is what? Two-thirds water? We are, I think, close to 80% water. I think men are a little more than women. 80%, 70-something percent water. Obviously, if the moon controls the tides, which it does, and it controls water, we are affected by the moon and by our relation to the moon. And so the same goes for the other planets in the solar system. So today, as we talk about this major event that's happening, it's happening with the two biggest planets in our solar system, Jupiter and Saturn. If the moon, which is tiny, has this great effect on our world and on each and every one of us, of course, of course, it's going to be a big deal that Jupiter and Saturn, who's just, if you think about it, mass and gravitational pull is so, 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 so much stronger than other planets that we see affecting us all the time. Maybe you're familiar with something like Mercury retrograde. Maybe you're one of those people whose technology always shuts down or communication always goes awry when we're in Mercury retrograde. Even if you're not totally fine, the point is I still feel a little weird talking about astrology sometimes. And so I don't know if this is for you or for me, but it just helps me to put things into perspective and to silence the part of us that's going to be chirping up and saying, this is weird, this is woo, this isn't right, by saying, wait a second, who do I think I am? This little tiny speck of dust in the universe that I can't put into perspective how perfectly everything in our world is working and how it is working together for a purpose happening in exact precise timing and honestly I think that we would be frankly irresponsible and kind of ignorant to not acknowledge how these major forces in our universe have an effect on our lives. So today's discussion is going to be super grounded. It is going to be Very little lingo, very little astrological terminology. I just want to talk about, in very plain terms, what is going on, what has been going on all year, where you may or may not have heard that we've had a crazy astrological year. You also don't need to know anything at all about astrology to know that we have had an absolutely crazy year. And so I just want to talk about what these aspects have been here to teach us because I choose to move through my life believing that everything is working together for good and that there are lessons and even our toughest challenges and our hardest moments. Okay, so what is going on? You may have heard this term, the grand or the great conjunction. 
The great conjunction is that Jupiter and Saturn are aligning, but what's especially significant about it is that they are aligning at zero degrees Aquarius. I know you're like, Paige, you said you weren't going to use the terms, but I'm just going to tell you what's going on and then I'll explain it. So again, two major forces lining up at zero degrees Aquarius. So what I, what teachers of mine and what many people are seeing this as, if we think about the things going on in our universe as just kind of like clues and helpful hints for how to live, which is I think a good strategy for life to be living with our eyes open and taking in signs and recognizing signs. We can see this as a sign of the universe saying, hey everybody, we are officially anchoring in Aquarius. We are officially now in the Aquarian age. What the heck does that mean? Okay, most people and most astrologers and cosmologists, etc., would say that we have been in the Piscean age since about the birth of Christ, which is not a coincidence. Since the birth of Christ, we have been in the Piscean age. The Piscean age was all about falling into line. The Piscean age was about organized religion. Again, this has been happening for about 2,000 years. So think about just world history in the last 2,000 years. What did we see? We saw communism, we saw dictatorships, we saw organized religions of all kinds, cults of all kinds. We saw the burning times where literally you are not allowed to step out of line. Again, a little bit of a sidebar here, but part of the reason why I still have a hard time talking about astrology, especially looking into a camera with a microphone recording myself talking about astrology is because it really wasn't that long ago where we would be talking about astrology, especially me as a woman, I would be tortured and murdered immediately. So that exists in our human history, in our recent human history, and we carry these things. And so on a visceral level, it feels dangerous even sometimes to talk about these things because we remember in our history that that wasn't okay before. So the Piscean Age was about doing what you were told. If everyone in your family was a blacksmith, you were a blacksmith. If your parents decided that this was the person that you were going to marry, you needed to marry that person. And there wasn't any room for stepping out of line. It was all about fitting yourself into these boxes and don't you dare try to do anything else. Does this sound familiar? I have been prepping you guys for this transition into the Aquarian age through the show since it started. We have been talking about this since day one. What is the opening to the show, the theme to the show, this idea that we have been waking up to this for quite some time now, this idea that there has to be something more. This experience that I had, that so many have had, that I did the thing, I checked all the boxes, and it didn't make me happy, so what the heck? People are starting to realize wait a second, I don't want to do that, I want to do something else, or wait a second, why? Why does it have to be like that? People asking why and people saying, wait a second, I don't think I want to do it that way, wait a second, I don't think I want to marry that person, wait a second, I don't believe that I should have to squeeze myself into this box, 
That is all Aquarius. So the transition into the Aquarian age isn't like a full halt and switch mode today. It's something that has been happening for the last few decades. Again, to give you more perspective, more context, the first time that we really saw the Aquarian age, the Aquarius being embodied in people in our society was the 60s. Hello, what happened in the 60s? Exactly what I was just saying. People started to say, wait a second, but why? I don't think I want to do it that way. And oh yeah, by the way, I think I want to practice free love. And oh yeah, by the way, I think I want to get high and like trip on acid. And oh yeah, by the way, I want to get a job as a woman. I don't want to stay at home. I want to do something else. And people were burning their bras. In the 60s, there was a point in the 60s where I think like six planets were in Aquarius. So this was the first sign. Again, if we're looking at the universe as what's going on in the cosmos and astrology as signs for us to look to and pay attention to because they have effects on our lives in the 60s when that was happening that was the sign of like hey everybody we're switching out of this Piscean age and we're switching into this Aquarian age where we can say wait but why why are we doing it this way can I do it this way and actually I'm not asking for permission I want to do it this way This is Aquarius, and this is what we have been prepping for in all of 2020. So today, we have Jupiter and Saturn conjuncting at zero degrees Aquarius. Two things I have to tell you about Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter is known as the planet of expansion, and Saturn is known as the planet that's the teacher. And so today, if we can look at this major event that's giving the earth and all of our solar system an energetic upgrade, if we can look at this event and say, okay, we are officially in the Aquarian age, we're done with the Piscean age, we're done with the falling into line thing, we're done with the just doing as we're told because someone said so thing. Today, with Jupiter and Saturn conjunct so close to earth, we can reflect on the lessons, right, from the teacher of Saturn. We can reflect on the lessons that we have learned in 2020, and God knows there have been so many, so that we can step into this new expanded awareness, this new expanded paradigm. Okay, so let's talk a bit about 2020 now. Again, I'm going to spare you all of the lingo and the mumbo jumbo about retrograde this and retrograde that. If you want to do your own research, I highly encourage you to do that. But for now, you can take my word for it when I say that the umpteen, it seems, major astrological rare events that have happened in 2020 were all about bringing the shadows to light. They were all about chaos, right? We all felt this chaos. We saw systems that have been in place from, hello, the Piscean Age was all about systems and falling into line and government and structures. And this year, what did we see? Chaos, chaos everywhere, systems crumbling. We had quarantine where we were forced inside. I've said it before and I'll say it again. No matter what you believe about COVID and quarantining and this and that, 
the universe is very poetic. That we were forced inside during this time where all of our shadows, both personally deep within us and on the collective, are coming to light is extremely poetic. So maybe you sat with this this year and maybe you didn't. Either way, it's totally okay and the invitation still stands. The invitation now is to look back on this past year and ask yourself what shadows you saw. What shadows did you see in yourself? What sides of you did you see come out that maybe you don't like? Did you finally realize that you have this limiting belief that has been looping in your head for your whole life, it seems like? Do you finally realize that there's a reason why you keep ending up in the same challenging relationship or maybe there's a reason why you are holding on to this sense of anxiety or depression all of these shadow sides of ourselves have come to the surface this year again as well as the shadow sides of our society and of our world at the end of the year we often get into this mode where we're thinking about who we are and what our goals are. We ask questions like what do we want to call in for the new year and oftentimes I think those questions are kind of hard to answer. A lot of the times it's hard to answer the question of who we are and what we want especially if we've never really asked ourselves that and again the Piscean age did not give us the space to ask these questions. It's very new in the human experience that especially for women, but for everybody, you are able to ask, what do I want? What does my soul want? What, do my, what does my heart call for? And knowing that you can, in fact, go after that, these are all very new concepts. So if asking who you are and what you want feels hard, what Aquarians, people who have Aquarius prominent in their charts, like me, for example... And again, the invitation is for everybody at this time to ask the question, what do I not want? And so how perfect that all of the astrological events of this year were pointed towards shining light on our shadows, again, both personally and collectively. All of the events of this year were focused on stirring things up, creating this chaos so that we could see clearly 2020 vision, right? Hello. We could see clearly what we don't want. Maybe it's too hard to ask ourselves the questions, what do I want? What can I really have? What's possible for my life? These are beautiful and great questions, but sometimes we have to start with what we don't want. And the gift of 2020, if nothing else, has definitely been for each and every one of us who asked the question, clarity on what we do not want, what we will not stand for, personally and collectively. So again, this is the invitation to ask today. As we now have the backing of the energy shift that's occurred in our world and in our universe, we are moving into the Aquarian Age. The Aquarian Age is about stepping into our truth. The Aquarian Age is about saying, I will not fit myself into this box that I don't fit in. I will instead forge my own path this way. The Aquarian Age is about truth. The Aquarian Age is about 
individuality and it's also about unity. It is about the collective coming together. And those things might seem like they're in a bit of a paradox, but they're not because why? Something I've talked about again on the show before, which is that once we realize that our purpose on this earth, our purpose in life, is to live our soul's fullest expression, to experience fully and deeply what our soul came here to do. This is a deeply unique and deeply personal goal. This means that I cannot be in competition with anybody else because nobody else can be me and I can't be anyone else. The Piscean Age made us think that there is one crown or there are seven thrones and we are all vying for them and Aquarian Age is here to remind us that that is not true. We are all vying for our own thrones. We do not need to all be fighting against each other and sabotaging each other and fighting against each other so that we can rise to the singular throne or take the singular crown. That's not the thing anymore. It's never been the thing, but the Aquarian Age is here to show us the truth that we are all vying for our own thrones and therefore we can work together because there is no competition. And wow, isn't that beautiful? The lone wolfness that I've talked about, it's something that I have experienced deeply and the Aquarian Age is here to say that we can work together. We can come together to seek our own truths and the collective truth. The invitation of this entire year has been all of these amazing aspects of the Aquarian Age. We have been energetically and physically preparing for this all year in the sense that we have experienced the chaos we have seen the veils lifted we have had every discomfort every icky bad thing come to the surface we have seen the dark sides of ourselves we've seen the dark sides of the world and now the question is What of it do we want to take into this new paradigm? What of those things do we want to continue to carry? And what of those things do we need to leave behind because we cannot grow into this new expanded awareness if we're still carrying all the baggage of our past? That's like, what do I always say? You cannot expect to see change on the external world if you're not willing to change the internal world. If you are still carrying the same stories, the same behaviors that have kept you in this lower paradigm, it's going to be really hard to shift and it's going to make your experience just more uncomfortable. And so why not take some time to sit with yourself? The winter solstice is the longest night of the year. If you're listening to this after the solstice, then still the invitation is to go within, take some time alone to reflect on these questions of what are the lessons that 2020 has taught me? I firmly believe that we are in the mystery school of life. I choose to live in such a way that when anything, but especially a challenge occurs in my life, I choose to look for the lesson in that challenge. Saturn is the teacher planet. That means that 
what has been going on, especially for the past few weeks and all year with some other crazy energies that again, I won't bore you with the the lingo of. We have been given the challenges that in lie our deepest medicine. So many of us, I'll speak for myself, but this is an aspect that's been going on, especially in the past few weeks, have been experiencing challenges that are very core to us. So things like that are fundamental to life, like for example, family problems, relationship problems, money problems, maybe not problems, but challenges. For me, I've been experiencing a lot of things like insecurity, like feeling not good enough, right? These core issues, these have been core issues to me. And so of course, they are being stirred up again right now to remind us because right now we are being asked to look at the challenges that we are feeling, the discomfort that we feel right now in our lives, and especially in these last month, the last few weeks, the challenges that we have been facing are here to bring us the medicine that we need to alchemize the challenges, the shadows of our lives, of our personalities, of our world, so that we can release them, alchemize them, and move into this new paradigm. This new paradigm of truth, of expanded awareness, of expansion, of heart-centeredness. So if you don't know where to start, I'd start there. I'd start with asking, what challenges have I faced this year? And can you trust that those challenges have the deepest best, most important medicine for you, the biggest lessons that you need to learn for your personal growth and expansion lie in the challenges that you have been facing, lie in the discomfort. Again, here in this mystery school of life, there are no mistakes. Everything is here for your good if you choose to see it that way. And again, I highly recommend you do. Why? Not because Paige said so, not because it's some crazy woo-woo thing because your life will be better when you do and you don't have to just take it from me I have people on the show all the time tell you the same thing and the best way you can try it out for yourself see what happens when you choose to live in this way where you look at the challenges the things you're struggling with and ask what gift could be hidden in this challenge what lesson am I meant to learn here And again, I highly recommend whenever you watch this, hopefully it's close to the solstice, I hope you ask yourself these questions. What lessons was I meant to learn in 2020? And start by thinking back on the challenges that you faced, the deepest heartbreaks, the most uncomfortable moments, your angriest moments. Look back at those moments and ask, what lessons lied in those? And trust that they were being shown to you for a reason. And when we can recognize them, we can alchemize them by giving thanks to them and deciding what you are going to leave behind and what you are going to take into this new age, this new paradigm, your new life. Now, of course, we are not going to wake up on December 22nd to a new world. We are not going to wake up on January 1st to a new world. We never do, right? We always talk about the new year like a switch goes off, and we know it doesn't. But what we also know, and if you listen to this show, you should definitely know that 
every single moment is a chance for a new beginning and this just happens to be a very potent one if you take advantage of it and I highly recommend you do. This is a very exciting time to be alive but it's also a very uncomfortable time to be alive. It's kind of a weird analogy, but I heard this from my priestess teacher, Sarah Jenks, and it's stuck with me ever since that we are in the birthing canal right now. Think about when you're going through birth, right? You are being contracted and squished and it's uncomfortable and it might be scary and it's dark and you're not sure what's going to happen. And especially think about if you're giving birth, it's really uncomfortable and, and in fact painful and you're really squishing and pushing and it's hard and you don't know what's going to come of it. But once it's over, when we experience this great relief, this great rebirth, this coming to clarity, this coming to truth, it's all worth it. We are in the process of the birth of a new age. And this shift is happening whether you're on board or not. So I highly recommend you just get on board. Again, I believe in free will. I believe that life is what we make of it. And so if we can choose to take the reins of our lives to step in the driver's seat, whatever analogy works for you. We can embrace life with our eyes wide open to everything that's going on around us, knowing that all we have control over is ourselves. And so why not align to our truth, our inner truth, our inner knowing, and the truth of the universe, of nature, of the divine that we are all one, this understanding that we're coming to in this age sooner or later. Why not be a leader in this shift? You can go kicking and screaming or you can march at the front lines. Whichever you choose is up to you, but either way we are going and I am choosing to march on the front lines. I am choosing to fully embrace this what authentic aligned wild and free life because this is what the age of aquarius is here to help us build if you made it this far i am so proud of you good job sticking through again i know that a lot of us do experience cringiness and discomfort when talking about this kind of thing because also we're coming from the piscean age where the pisces in our head The old paradigm that exists in us is saying, shh, stop it. You can't say that. Don't say that. People will think you're weird. People will judge you. You can't do that. I have that voice in me and I've heard it while I've been talking. But when I hear it, I send it love. I say thank you, but I do not need you to protect me. I hope this all made sense. I hope you are not feeling lost and I hope you are feeling excited. I hope that you are ready to drop into this space where you can ask yourself the questions that I went over in this episode, like reflecting on the challenges you faced this year, like asking what lessons lie in those challenges and asking what you saw that you do not want to take forward anymore. What did you learn you have to leave behind in order to grow in the future? As always, I am here to support you. If you have any questions, if any of this did not make sense, 
Or if you're just looking for more support, I have my one-on-one coaching open, so please head over to pageoxley.com or find me on Instagram at page.oxley and we can set up a free 30-minute chat to see if we might be a fit for a mentorship. It is my honor and privilege to serve And I am so excited to hear how your journeys are going, how your solstice experiences were, what revelations you've had on the challenges and the lessons you learned this year. Please, as always, DM me on Instagram, reach out and let me know how this is landing. Happy solstice and Merry Christmas. And I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Spiritual 20s. My name is Paige, and I am so grateful to play even the smallest role in your journey to living a more authentic, more aligned, more wild and free life. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you next time.